Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We're going to be discussing in a moment the shortage of tradespeople around the country. Simon Harris suggested recently that the lack of people taking up trades is due to snobbery. Do you agree? You can let us know. But before we get to that, we have still been receiving limericks, it being World Limerick Day. And somebody has texted in to say, my dad, Arthur Hamilton, wrote this today regarding the sports bra controversy with Adidas and he wanted me to send it in for him. He's 87 and doesn't really get technology. Well, wait till you hear this. He gets limericks. A controversy on Twitter has made some women bitter about breasts large, small and flat. It's really old tat and scarcely worth a titter. Thank you, Arthur. Now, an upcoming report from Solus has determined that more than 50,000 construction workers are urgently needed to fill a black hole in the housing workforce. But why has Ireland fallen so far behind in this area and what can be done to address it? Well, to discuss, we're joined by Dermot Carey from the Construction Federation of Ireland. Hello, Dermot. How are you? How are you, Claire? Thanks for having me on. So is the situation as stark as those numbers suggest? Well, Claire, it, as you mentioned, this seemed to be published. I haven't actually seen that report, but uh, there's no doubt there's a challenge in the construction industry at the moment, uh, right across the board with regard to skills and talent. Um, but specifically to deal with the point that you mentioned, uh, the most recent report that I've seen, which is from the expert group for future skills needs, and looked into the labour demand in relation to housing for all, so delivery of the 33,000 houses per year over the next 10 years, uh, with that indicated that within the first five years we need we need 27,000 extra people to meet that demand, and in total over the 10 years, 40,000 people to meet that, that demand. So that's the most recent figures that we have. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because when we talk about the housing crisis, a lot of the time we're pointing at the policymakers and the government to get us out of it, but we're underestimating the general population's role in it as well. I mean, who is going to build these houses if if we have this worker shortage? Well, that is the challenge, isn't it? To ensure that we have enough people to, to deliver both in the National Development Plan, Housing for All, and indeed the retrofit scheme. Uh, the construction industry is incredibly resilient and to date it hasn't been found short. But there is major campaigns in currently running, like for instance Generation Apprenticeship is a major campaign supported by the Construction Industry Federation but principally delivered by Solace to promote apprenticeships. And that's been running now for quite some time and beginning to get some traction. On a positive note, um, in relation to the numbers of apprentices that are registering uh, last year, that's the 2021, uh, the number of apprentices registered specifically now for construction was close to 7,000. So it was back at pre-recession levels. That was 2007 levels. So um, we're also dealing with a legacy issue. And I mentioned the recession, you know, the numbers of apprentices registered fell quite considerably. And that legacy is washing through at the moment. Well, just to give some of the figures, because when I was reading through it, I was really shocked. There's a demand for 7,038 electricians, 7,352 carpenters, 7,035 plumbers, 3,515 plasterers, 4,530 painters and decorators, 1,807 bricklayers, all by 2030. 
The new figures also show a need for 1,500 roofers and tilers and 4,555 insulation installers and glazers. And that's just a huge number of people to help us reach that target over the next eight years. So I suppose we're looking to the the future generations. And is that one of the biggest issues? I mentioned a sort of a snobbery, but is there a misunderstanding about a trade, about how skilled it is, about what a a good job it is, about how well paid it is? I suppose traditionally uh, it's well known in Ireland that what what success looks like generally is uh, somebody getting a university course. Now, we're not knocking that because we also need people to do engineering and we need them to do contract management, etc. But apprenticeships uh, are beginning to to become more popular. And uh, Simon Harris, Minister Harris, is a great um, supporter of apprenticeships. So I think we have a job of work to do. And indeed, we are working closely with career guidance teachers uh, to promote apprenticeships. Um, for instance, there's a big event. Uh, Ireland Skills Live, a three-day event in September in the RDS. The last time we ran that, which was pre-COVID, was we had uh, 12,500 students went through over the three days. So we expect this September to get similar numbers. So there is considerable effort being made amongst all the stakeholders to promote the benefits of apprenticeship, not just in the construction industry, but in, in other industries as well. But hopefully all boats will rise as people realise the benefits that apprenticeship can give. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. You know, success doesn't have to mean a a university qualification or indeed a a suit and tie or or an office job. And we do need to change that conversation. Well, you can join this conversation by texting 53106 or you can email lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. Why do you think it's happening? I mean, over the years as a presenter, I've had loads of people on trying to encourage apprenticeships, particularly to women. Um, we have Anna on the line from Carlo. Anna, you think it's Ireland's school system that doesn't compare too favourably to other countries in this area? Um, hi, Claire. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, indeed, I do. I think that the school system is a is very much a, a one-way system that is geared towards uh, going to university at the end of the day uh, compared to other countries um, and in particular Germany as I, as I wrote in my text. And what happens in in Germany? What kind of, um, how are they spoken to or when are they shown an interest in apprenticeships? Well, um, it it starts actually really early. Um, uh, Children start school there at the age of six, so two years later than here. Um, Then they go together. uh, That's basically basic school for four years until they're 10 and then the first fork in the road comes where they um, decide, you know, depending on marks and inclination, if they uh, go to, uh, if they go on to either the high school, um, which would be the academic route, or if they go to secondary school, and secondary school is for another six years until they're 16. And in that school, um, um, the subject would be very much geared towards um, office life or um uh, apprenticeships, um, basically, you know, trade and that kind of stuff. Um, if you're very, if, if after the six years, your your marks are uh, very, very good, you could decide to go back to high school and do another three years that would bring you to university. Otherwise, you leave school 
and you uh, start your apprenticeship or you start working, um, you know, uh, in an office environment. And uh, then you can add business school to that as well in order to, you know, uh, get better qualifications. Yeah, and, and be able to set up and, and, and run your own business. And does it distinguish yeah. between gender? Are girls as exposed to this information as boys? Yes, yeah, it's 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 the same for everyone. The, the third uh, um, prong in that fork is uh, basically another basic school that just goes on for another five years until they're 15 and after that. And that is a school that is solely geared towards apprenticeships. Um, and after when they're 15, then they enter their apprenticeship. And even there, when they enter their apprenticeship, they can go uh, to uh, they can go on and parallel do some business school as well. Yeah, it doesn't matter what gender you are. Um, I just remember um, a couple of years ago, I was talking to a girl and she was maybe 12. And I was talking about apprenticeship or apprentices uh, because I had met some uh, German apprentices. Um, The ones that are doing apprenticeship, they can um, become what you call them, walking apprentices, uh, journeymen. Yeah. Uh, so in, in, in Germany, you can become a journeyman or a journeywoman. And that means that like it's not obligatory. You can choose to do that. And it's very popular because um, for three years, I think, you uh, basically travel the country and you can leave and go to other countries as well. Yeah. Um, so it's just tra- up there to work with-, with, all, with all futures. And it's not just, as you say, just a, a one track one way celebrated way of getting through the education system and then into employment. No. Anna, thank you very much for coming on. I want to bring back in uh, you, Dermot, if I can, Dermot Carey from the Construction Federation of Ireland, because we have a number of texts here. Um, somebody says the reason that no one is taking up trades is because the apprenticeship rate is so bad. That's from Ringo. Jackie says regarding doing an apprenticeship, my son started one last year and is told constantly there is no college placement and his course will take six years instead of four. It's not snobbery. There's no college places. Uh, what do you know about uh, apprenticeships and, and how easy is it for people to, to get through them and live and, and pay their bills during that time? Well, uh, maybe I'll, con- I'll comment on both those points. In, in relation to the rate, um, rate of pay, that is, um, the apprenticeship is an earn and learn model. So um, once you start your apprenticeship, you're actually in a contract of employment. The rate of pay is starts at uh, one, ter- one third of the full trade rate and works its way up the full trade rate over a four-year period. Um, I accept that, you know, year one, is is fairly low, um, but it's a reflection of the fact that the individual themselves are actually in a learning position uh, and builds over a period of time to a very full uh, salary. Then looking at the issue that was mentioned by your texture there in relation to college placement, the pandemic caused a serious problem in relation to uh, training centres being closed, and particularly in the electrical trades, there was a backlog of apprentices. So apprentices currently are experiencing uh, a delay in getting in, particularly into phase two. Anybody who anybody who's aware will know that in construction there are seven phases in in the in the trade. Uh, so phase two is the first trade is the first phase in a training centre. So the, there has been a backlog there, but serious investment has been made to try and address that. And feedback from our members who currently employ 
those electrical apprentices is that they're beginning to ba- break that backlog and, and address that issue. And I can understand where apprentices don't want to extend their apprenticeship any longer than it should be. Yeah, fair enough. OK, well, Tara is on the line. Tara, your son is 21 and has recently taken up a, an apprenticeship. What's his experience been? Yeah, my, it took my son a while to figure out what he wanted to do. So he had went labour and after school. So, of course, he went labour and he was on good money. But he decided on his apprenticeship now in January and it's 200 euros a week. And it's very hard for a 21-year-old to live on 200 euros a week when they need a car to get to work and back. And their insurance is sky high. And it's just, he's finding it very hard now. He wants to quit. And so what kind of hours is he working, Tara? He's working these 40 hours. The hours aren't bad at all. Um, he works probably about five hours an hour. His friend is a plumber. He's a trainee plumber. He's in his first year. He's only getting 160 euros, but he's working nearly 50, 55 hours a week. Um, I just think it's, I know they're going to be learning something at the end of it and all that. But I just think there's no incentive. Why would a young lad go out and work for that when he's not chauffeur at the end of the week? It's all going to keep the car on the road because they need their car. They need to get from A to B for the job because Mammy can't be driving them. But I just don't think there's an incentive there at all. I think they should be on a bit more. They should at least be on 300 a week while they're doing these apprenticeships starting off. I mean look I completely hear what you're saying but I suppose to compare to people who are in college learning and earning nothing I went I went back and got my degree as a mature student um, I, only degree, I got it there in 2020 I had to do 900 hours placement free of charge so I know I know all about it but um, I don't, I know the one again I just think it's, you, you're talking about keeping people in apprenticeships there's no incentive there yeah, it's, this is why they're leaving. And and, and what do you yeah. think he might he leave get, to do? Work in a bar, work in a restaurant? Get, anyway, he can earn a few quid. Now on the building site Say that again. You can get 600 euros a week labouring at the moment on a building site. And that's what some of his friends are doing. They're gone off doing uh, building ICF houses and all that kind of thing. So there's timber frame houses. Some of his friends are clearing 600 euros a week. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with it, Sandra. Absolutely. Let us know your thoughts. 53106, a texture says, listen, 30 years ago, you had to give your right arm to get an apprenticeship. It was harder than getting into college. It was with all the cliches. So people just moved away from trying to get one. You reap what you sow. Another cliche there. And Martin in Galway says on most sites in Galway, a lot of the trades are in their 50s and have no interest in training apprenticeships. Who is there to train these young people? Also on Room to Improve, Bungalow Bliss. Trades are not seen. That's interesting. A lack of training facilities, says another. Second level education should have a programme for trade education. Trainee wages should be higher, but assisted and supported by the national education system. Well, Sandra is on the line. Sandra, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Good to talk to you. What are your thoughts on this? Well, my son, he's just uh, turned 18, so he's actually still sitting his leaving cert um, this year. But he has an apprenticeship already sorted um, for the end of August, he starts. But... um, my view was, that I still think there's a bit of a stigma around the idea of apprenticeships with young people. That pressure is huge to go to college. Yeah, that we focus on the academic, don't we? Very much so, yeah. And I was speaking to his career guidance teacher one day and she was saying that while the students are going, when they bring in people to talk about apprenticeships, 
the students go to it, but none, not really any of them are that interested. And I don't know whether the pressure is coming from the parents possibly at home or whether it's just peer pressure within the group themselves. But um, I know I didn't think, but I hope, I don't think college is the route for him. And um absolutely delighted that um, after Christmas started looking at apprenticeships, went for an interview and um, a few interviews, got one and did a second interview and very, very happy, you know, so take the pressure off the exams as well. Yeah, I do agree with you, though. And it was only in later life when I kind of became a, a homeowner or I witnessed friends of mine building extensions or, or whatever else that mm. I realised how highly skilled a trade is. And I don't think we appreciate it until we need it. You can't get a plumber or an electrician here in Dublin for, for love nor money. We're screaming out for them. I don't think they are heralded the way they should be. I agree. And I think possibly myself even, you know, five, six, seven years ago, I might have been sort of going, what's an apprenticeship? You know, that's not the way to go. But it's just college is not the route, I think, for all students. And I really think the apprenticeships, and you're, they're still going to college for blocks of it. I think people forget this. Like you're yeah. you're working for maybe seven months of the first year. Yeah, there must be theory and, you know, a lot yeah. more to it. Absolutely. I don't know why yeah. we celebrate someone sitting, typing in keys on a computer screen. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Can we ever be certain what roads our choices will put us on? In 2018, Toyota cut through the confusion, completely ceasing production of diesel passenger cars, becoming the global leader in hybrid electric battery innovation, lowering harmful emissions, providing certainty for Irish drivers. Now, nine out of every 10 cars we sell are hybrid electric, making Toyota Ireland's best-selling car brand in 2021 and 2022. You'll never take a wrong turn with Toyota. Built for a better world. Best-selling claim based on most recent monthly figures.